Hare Krishna, so we are continuing the book called Rajavidya, The King of Knowledge by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 12. So we stopped yesterday at the point where we discussed how the spiritually liberated person, he doesn't see any material dualities, his vision is completely on the spiritual platform, he sees all living entities in their true identity. He tries to take them back to Krishna Consciousness. So, continuing from that point. His viewpoint is that everyone, whether he be Brahmana or Shudra, black or white, Hindu, Christian or whatever, should come to Krishna Consciousness. When one is situated in this way, then Madhbhaktim Labhate Param he becomes eligible for becoming a pure devotee of Krishna's. Practically speaking, this process is not very easy in this age of Kali. In Srimad Bhagavatam, a description is given of the people of this age. Their duration of life is said to be very short. They tend to be phlegmatic and slow and to sleep a great deal. And when they're not sleeping, they're busy earning money. At the most, they only have two hours a day for spiritual activities. So, what is the hope for spiritual understanding? It is also stated that even if one is anxious to make spiritual progress, there are many pseudo-spiritual societies to take advantage of him. Ho oh, ho, this is so true, isn't it? Especially nowadays. Like, if you just say the word spiritual, people are like, oh, no, no, thank you, I get lost. Seriously, pseudo-spiritual societies, Kali Yuga, Haribo. <clears throat> people are also characterized in this age as being unfortunate. They have a great deal of difficulty meeting the primary demands of life, eating, defending, mating and sleeping. Necessities which are met even by the animals. Even if people are meeting these necessities in this age, they are always anxious about war, either defending themselves from aggressors or having to go to war themselves. In addition to this, there are always disturbing diseases and economic problems in Kali Yuga. Therefore, goodness gracious, this is like the description of 2020, isn't it? Oh, Govinda. Therefore, Lord Sri Krishna considered that in this age it is impossible for people to come to the perfectional stage of liberation by following the prescribed rules and regulations. Thus, out of his causeless mercy, Sri Krishna came as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and distributed the means to the highest perfection of life and spiritual ecstasy by the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare This process of chanting is most practical and it does not depend on whether one is liberated or not or whether one's condition is conducive to spiritual life or not Whoever takes to this process becomes immediately purified yeah, this is very very important actually for a person who is like spirit living in spiritual society like for myself 
I can tell you that sometimes even uh, people who've been in practice for a long time, uh, sometimes we forget that, you know, it doesn't matter whether your condition is conducive to spiritual life or not, it doesn't matter whatever stage you're at, it doesn't matter whatever conditioning you have, position, whoever takes to this process of chanting Hare Krishna, right, becomes immediately purified. Jai, isn't this real, like, causeless mercy? Jai. Therefore, it is called Pavitram, pure. Furthermore, for one who takes to this Krishna consciousness process, the seeds of latent reactions to his sinful activities are all nullified. Just as a fire turns whatever we put into it to ashes, this process turns to ashes all the sinful reactions of our past lives. We must understand that our suffering is due to our sinful activity, and sinful activity is due to our ignorance. This is very, very, very key point to understand. Like when we suffer, it's not that God decided to make us suffer to teach us something. God is giving his causeless mercy to, so that we would become liberated, be happy and everything. So we are suffering because of our own sinful activities in the past. Okay. Sins or transgressions are committed by those who do not know what is what. A child, for instance, will naively put his hand in the fire because of ignorance. He is thus burned immediately, for the fire is impartial and does not allow any special consideration for the innocent child. It will simply act as fire. Similarly, we do not know how this material world is functioning, who its controller is, nor how it is controlled, and due to our ignorance, we act in foolish ways, but the nature is so stringent that she does not allow us to escape the reactions from our actions. Reactions to our actions. Whether we commit an act knowingly or unknowingly, the reactions and consequent sufferings are there. However, through knowledge, we can understand what the actual situation is, who God is, and what our relationship with Him is. This knowledge by which we can gain release from suffering is possible in the human form of life, not in the animal form. To give us knowledge, to give us proper direction, there are scriptures written in various languages in all parts of the world. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out that people are forgetful from time immemorial about their relationship with the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Krishna has sent so many representatives to impart the scriptures to man. We should take advantage of these, especially of the Bhagavad Gita, which is the prime scripture for the modern world. Haribo! We concluded the first chapter of this incredible book. I really love this book also. I mean, I can't say like, I love this book. Oh, I love that book about every book of Srila Prabhupada, but it's true. And we are starting chapter 2, Knowledge Beyond Samsara. 
Krishna specifically states that this process of Krishna consciousness is susukam, very pleasant and easy to practice. Indeed, the devotional process is very pleasant. We melodiously sing with instruments and someone will listen and also join Shravanam Kirtanam. Of course, the music should be in relation with the Supreme Lord in glorification of Him. Hearing Bhagavad Gita is also part of devotional service, and in addition to hearing it, one should be eager to apply it in his life. Krishna consciousness is a science and should not be accepted blindly. There are nine processes of devotional service recommended – hearing, chanting, remembering, worshipping, praying, serving, engaging as a servitor of the Lord, establishing friendly relations with the Lord, offering everything to the Lord. These are all easy to practice and should be joyfully performed. Of course, if one thinks that Bhagavad Gita and the Hare Krishna mantra are part of the Hindu system and doesn't want to accept them because of this, he can nonetheless attend the Christian church and sing there. There is no difference between this process and that process. The point is, whatever process one follows, he must become God-conscious. God is neither Muslim nor Hindu nor Christian, He is God. Nor are we to be considered Hindu, Muslim or Christian. These are bodily designations. We are all pure spirit, part and parcel of the Supreme. God is Pavitram, pure, and we are also pure. Somehow or other, however, we have fallen into this material ocean, and as the waves toss, we suffer. Actually, we have nothing to do with the tossing waves of material miseries. We must simply pray, Krishna, please pick me up. As soon as we forget Krishna, the ocean of illusion is there, and it at once captures us. The chanting of the Hare Krishna is most important in order to escape from this ocean. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, is a sound, Shabda, that is non-different from Krishna. The sound Krishna and the original Krishna are the same. When we chant Hare Krishna and dance, Krishna is also dancing with us. Of course, we may say, well, I do not see him. But why do we put so much stress on seeing? Why not hearing? Seeing, tasting, smelling, touching and hearing are all instruments for experience and knowledge. Why do we put so much stress, exclusive stress, on seeing? A devotee devotee does not wish to see Krishna. He is satisfied by simply hearing of Krishna. Wow! <laughs> seeing may eventually be there, but hearing should be considered 
should not be considered any less important. There are things which we hear but do not see. The wind may be whistling past our ears and we can hear it, but there is no possibility of seeing the wind. Since hearing is no less an important experience or valid one than seeing, we can hear Krishna and realize his presence through sound. Shri Krishna himself says, I'm not there in my abode or in the heart of the meditating yogi, but where my pure devotees are singing. We can feel the presence of Krishna as we actually make progress. Jai. I would really like to conclude on this point. Such a beautiful point, seeing Krishna, meaning feeling the presence of Krishna through the sound. So thank you so much for tuning in. The link is in the description, by the way. It's already there. So please read along and share it with your friends. And we shall see you in the next episode. Hare Krishna.